Yeah, Jesus is the bread of life from heaven. And uh, you notice we didn't do a video today because putting video or, or even a picture up here and then filming it through a camera and then live streaming it out doesn't really work very well. So we're working on technology to fix that, hopefully by next week. Jesus, we want to talk about today, is the bread of life from heaven. Now, if you've ever watched on TV a rugby match involving the Welsh national team, you will know that the Welsh love their rugby union and they love singing hymns. And it's a tradition that at every national Welsh rugby match, they sing, guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. And, and then part of the, the, the refrain is, bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. I'm talking today about Jesus being the bread of heaven that gives the life of heaven. And I'm going to read to you the second part of John chapter 6. Quite long, but I'll have time to do it, don't worry in which the Lord Jesus claims this description or title for himself, the bread from heaven. Let me give you the background. In the first part of this chapter, the Lord Jesus feeds a huge crowd, about 5,000 men plus women and children, with just five bread rolls and two small fish. And yes, that is a miracle. And it's not the only time he did something like that. And this all happened on one side of what's called the Sea of Galilee. It's actually a very, very big lake. That night, the crowds went home and the disciples set out in their boats. Some of them were fishermen, so they had a boat to cross the sea. But Jesus stayed behind on a mountainside into the night, almost certainly praying there, as was often his custom. During the night, a storm blew in on the disciples and they were rowing hard to make land again. But then they saw Jesus walking on the water as if he was going to go past them. But they called to me, entered the boat, and they made it across the sea. Now, if you want to read more about that story, you need to go to Matthew 14, find out what happened to Peter as well. But the next morning, other side of the sea, the crowd have woken up to a new day, and they think, well, yesterday was pretty good. Let's go and find Jesus and have another one. So they go looking for Jesus, and somehow they figure out that he and his disciples are across the sea. So they get into their boats, being a fishing community, and find him on the opposite shore. Now we'll pick it up from John's Gospel, chapter, 20, chapter 6, verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Now that's about the level of, hi all, how you doing? That, that, that's, that's all that re greeting kind of means, really. And Jesus sees through that. And Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven. Now that's a funny thing to question Jesus about. He just fed them the day before, remember? But they're asking about, well, feed us with something. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us always this bread, which is where we get that hymn from, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. 
And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I said to you that you've seen me and you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I'll by no means cast out, for I've come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he's given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. The Jews then complained about him because he said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. And so they they said among themselves, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it that he then says, I've come down from heaven? But Jesus answered them and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written, the prophets, and and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. And then Jesus goes back to it again. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from the Father, that one may eat of this bread and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews argued and quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives and remains in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna. He who eats of this bread will live forever. Therefore, he said these things, In the synagogue at Capernaum, and his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying, who can understand it? Let's leave it there. Jesus said, I am the bread from heaven. What's all this talk about the bread from heaven that they ate in the wilderness then? Well, when Israel were led out of Egypt by Moses, about 2,000 years before Jesus, when they were traveling through the Sinai wilderness, they, of course, needed food. And they didn't have any. They'd brought some stores with them out of Israel, out of Egypt. That soon ran out. So the Lord provided food for them six days a week and enough on a Friday to last into the Sabbath on a Saturday. It was a strange substance that formed on the ground in the morning, early like dew, and they collected it. They, they said, what is it? Which in the Midlands is, what is it? And that became the name they gave to it. In Hebrew, it's manna. What is it? Exodus tells us it was like white coriander seed and it tasted like wafers made with honey. So, so long as you liked sweet things, you were happy. It wasn't nasty to eat. It wasn't nauseous. It was quite sweet, quite pleasant. And they, it can, clearly contained all the nutrition that they needed. Someone should invent it today, shouldn't they? 
So they baked it into small loaves, which we would call cakes because they were sweet, weren't they? And it was bread from heaven that sustained their life through almost 20, 40 years and a long desert journey day after day. But the unbelieving people in the time of Jesus challenged him for a sign. Why not bring this bread from heaven again, for instance? So Jesus answered them, no, 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 that wasn't the real bread from heaven. That was bread provided for you by God, yes, but the real bread from heaven is me. I am the bread of life. I am the true bread from heaven. Jesus makes a series of I am statements in the Gospel of John, but this one he makes twice over, very clearly. For people around the world today, bread is the most basic food stuff. But Jesus is the real bread from heaven. The manna, the what is it, that tasted like, you know, wafers made with honey, was just a foreshadow of the reality, which is Jesus himself. Jesus, for us still today, is not just the giver of bread. He is our bread. He is the bread sent from heaven to give us life. Those Israelites could eat manna day after day until the day they died. And they did, but they did die. A whole generation of them died in their wilderness. But Jesus says if you eat his bread, if you eat him, you will never die. When the Lord talked like this, people got very upset eating him. Then he went further and talked about eating his body and drinking his blood. No wonder they were offended. It's powerful language and imagery, but here's the practical reality. We need to receive Jesus and be filled with Jesus every day more than we need our food. More than we talk about our daily bread. So when we get that pattern prayer where Jesus says, every day pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're praying for ordinary sustenance, yes. We're praying for the thing that really sustains us, which is his presence, his life in us. When we come to the Lord's table, and we'll do that in a few minutes, and we handle and take emblems of bread and wine that he used to speak of his body and blood, we're again acting out the confession that Jesus is our life. He is actually, in the end, what we really need and all we really need. He sustains us more than food and drink. He puts the breath in our lungs. He supplies all that we need to be alive, not just on planet Earth, but in him and for him and with him forever. Some of us wouldn't miss a meal if we could help it. We like them on time. How important is it then that we should spend time each day connecting with Jesus, speaking to Jesus, listening to Jesus? He is our bread. He's our sustenance. He is our life. Jesus is not just the giver of life. He is the life. And Jesus tells us in very strong language and images that we cannot live without him. He's not an addition or an improvement to life. He's not there to give us, as some people prophesy nowadays, elevation, promotion, acceleration, advance, or prosperity. And by the way, prophecies shouldn't need interpretation, but when people talk like that, I don't know what they're talking about. Christ is our life whole thing belongs to him. He's not merely our bread provider. He's not really just the sustainer of our well-being. He is our well-being. He is our bread. So how central and fundamental, crucial, essential is the Lord Jesus to us? Well, in a few minutes, moments, we'll be saying and acting it out again, taking bread and wine which portray again to us the body and blood of the Lord Jesus.
his body broken and his blood poured out on the cross of Golgotha. We eat bread and drink the wine or grape juice because we are those who confess, who know that we need Jesus. We feed on Jesus and we want more and more to be full of Jesus. Some famous name preachers and internet and so on seem to present Jesus, even if they use his name, which they don't always, as someone to improve and enhance your life. My friends, here's what Jesus says, I am your life. I'm not here to improve the life you think you've already got. I'm here to be your life. I'm not just here to be at the core that has all sorts of stuff wrapped around it. I'm to fill your life. So what is being preached very often is not the gospel of the gospels. Jesus is the real thing, the real deal, the real life. Life without him, him as the center and source and the filler is shallow and hollow and futile. One last scripture. Famous scripture, John 10.10. 10. The thief comes does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have, I like this picture, big letters, life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus wants to fill us full of the real life. It's the life of God. It's called eternal life in Scripture. It's the life of God. It's, it, it's, the relation, it, it, it's, it's something of the relationship that God the Father and God the Son and the God, Holy Spirit have together that was beginning to work in us too. We are drawn in to relationship with the, with the, with the, with the three-person God. He is our life. He's the real deal. In him is life. John says in the beginning of his gospel and again in his letters, in him is life. He that has the Son, Jesus, has life. He who does not have the Son, even if they're religious, does, I'm adding that in, does not have life. So go to him and find life. Live in him. Live with him. Live for him to enjoy this life to the full. Amen. Take a moment while we do this together. My friends here have got picked up. Have you picked it up? <laughs> if I really get it. We're going to get, um, take a moment to do this together. We have these little contraptions here at Lighthouse which uh, have a bit of bread in the top and then some grape juice underneath. But All that talk that Jesus said about eating his body and drinking his blood. It's not just acting it out here. It's doing it from your heart as a connection with him day after day. Feasting, feeding on Jesus. I don't know about you, but if I'm eating a meal I really enjoy, I'm not just eating, I'm feasting. And may God help us that through the Holy Spirit we learn to be so drawn to, so connected with Jesus, we really do feast on him. Amen. Let's take it together. We take the bread. Symbol again of the body of Jesus. We give thanks for the covenant that's made through his broken body for us. In Jesus' name.
and we take a cup. And just a small sip, but it reminds us of so much that Jesus gave his blood to make redemption and freedom for us and to give us life. Lord Jesus, we say again that at the cost of your life, you have given us life. Not an addition to ordinary, everyday human life, but a complete taking over of life. A restart, a renewal. You'd call it being born again, born from heaven. So Lord, in this new life, we need everyday bread from heaven. More than we need bread and potatoes or whatever else on our table, we need bread from heaven in our hearts. Jesus, filling us with his own life. We thank you that that is his promise to us. We thank you we can grow more and more to know you, engage with you, and know the reality of your presence every day. Amen. Amen. Chenonso and our team are going to come and lead us in a final song and then just pray a blessing on you for the rest of this week. May the Lord keep us and preserve us as we continue to deal with this COVID crisis. May we all come through it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Chenonso.